Hope you are having a wonderful day, wherever you are, whenever you are. (laughs) This week's topic is technology, but uh, we're going to start off topic today as usual. Cold pizza. Uh, What's the deal with cold pizza? I I got another pizza this weekend. You know me. You know me. When I'm ordering pizza, I'm not ordering from the finest New York establishment. No, 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 no. I'm getting uh, Papa John's or this week. Uh, no, it was Papa John's. But I always if you're going to get a crappy pizza, you have to lean into it and you have to get something crazy. Right. Because if I if you get a regular pizza, if you just get a plain old pizza from Papa John's, you're just like, God, this pizza sucks. Why isn't it good pizza? But if you get barbecue sauce instead of tomato sauce (laughs) and chicken and bacon onions on top it's like okay this is its own thing now i can compartmentalize this mentally i know what this is this is something else so i get a i get a i get a papa john's crazy leftovers of course there's leftovers you can't eat you can't eat that much barbecue sauce in one sitting you can't just eat all that barbecue and all that bread how often do you have barbecue sauce and bread? Not a lot. Maybe sandwiches, but still then there's usually more. So I mean my barbecue sauce bread. There's leftovers. And, uh, you know, there's something that's always been magical about a cold slice of pizza. You know, leftover from the night before. Isn't that like a country song? Keg in the closet, pizza on the floor. Leftover from the night before. He's not heating it up. It's cold. It was on the floor. Somebody bought it and somebody left it there and it's still good. I don't know what it is about pizza. Pizza is this magical concoction where bacteria doesn't. There's no there's no five second rule, two second rule. There's no two hour rule, 10 hour rule. Pizza can be left out indefinitely and nothing bad happens to it. No bacteria. It's still perfectly edible. It's still perfectly acceptable to eat pizza after it's been out for for weeks. You can eat weeks, weeks old pizza, months old pizza. If you go into bomb shelters across the country, people preparing for doomsday, you got these like extreme preppers. You go down to that little hole that they're planning on living in. If there's like a nuclear fallout and they have to spend the rest of their lives underground, you're going to find spam. You're going to find Twinkies and you're going to find pizza just stacked up in the corner. (laughs) Just just ready for the fallout. If it can survive a party, it can survive an apocalypse. It's it's life-giving food so i used to be just be the biggest fan of a cold cold pizza you just wake up you open the fridge you know if you even you don't even have to but you can put it in the fridge and it's just it's just it's cold then it's cold pizza otherwise it's regular pizza cold pizza has a certain charm but i don't know what got into me like a month ago two months ago i was like but what if i heated this up though like what if i just turned on the oven, got out a sheet pan, put the pizza on the sheet pan, put it in the oven and just left it in there at like 450 for like five minutes. What would happen? And it turns out it's just better pizza. It's just it's just so good. 
It's just like, oh, this is how it should have been the first time. I think that's the thing is you if you get a pizza delivered. I don't think I've been you know, we've been doing more delivery and stuff amidst the covid. I'm not going out to get a slice. It's like being brought to me like a king on a throne. And uh, I don't think it's ever it's never it's never hot. You never get a hot pizza. I mean, good luck getting hot delivery. It never happens. So now like reheating the pizza day two, it's like hotter than it was the first time. And like somehow it's like fresher, you know, like like if if the pizza had been delivered hot, then maybe the next day I'd want the contrast of cold pizza. But since it was delivered and it's already cold, I've already gotten cold pizza. And now I've got a room temperature pizza at least. And now just the hot is refreshing, a refreshing mix of I don't know. I don't know. Is cold pizza over. That's the headline. <laughs> For this for this episode is cold pizza done. Have we moved on? Have I grown up? I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that I'm too old for cold pizza. Not a chance. It's delicious. I'm going to get a pizza now. Just put it right in the oven. Who cares? Who I just see what it's like tomorrow. Just a nice, cold, delicious slice of pizza. Ugh, I feel old. I mean, I was any. I don't think I was ever a bad kid. I think I was like a good bad kid, you know, like I always got good grades, but uh, I just acted out a lot and not in like a bad way, like not a bad going to juvie way, just in like, a, you know, this is boring and I uh, want to make jokes and I'd like to make my classmates laugh a little more than I like uh, not getting detention, I guess. <laughs> kind of the vibe. I had in middle school, we had we were the Hoover Hawks and they had at the end of like every semester, every little whatever, nine weeks. I don't know what you do when it's when you're little. It, the accomplishments are like much closer together. It's like, oh, you made it nine weeks. Thank God you made it nine weeks. And then in high school, it's like, oh, you made it a quarter. And then college, it's like a semester. You went a whole half of the year without fucking up. You know, it's just they start dragging them out because it's like you're just whatever. That's all the same. It's all the same shit. There's no contrast, whatever. It's all it's all bullshit. Anyway, I you had to at the end of like every whatever period they had what they called the Hawk Rock, which is not only fun to say, but a fun party to attend. And uh, all the all the people who got uh, good grades and like, no, there was also like a period where they would give you like a letter grade for the class and then they would give you like another grade for your behavior, which is crazy, right? Can you imagine going to work and having them be like, well, all your work's been good, but your behavior has been out of control. <laughs> You've been talking back way too much. You've been, you were late. Well, late makes sense, but I mean, I don't know. What is this, a real world? You're going to assign me a fucking shape in, in behavior now? I got a triangle in shapes, so I have to go to detention? This is bullshit. So I... I if you got a if you got a square or whatever in in behavior, if you got I think it was like an O and an S, which is what whatever. What the fuck are we doing here? Might as well be a shape. So you get a star or a or a trinket or a cloud with a rainy. You get a rainy cloud or a red card or a green card or a yellow card. These are all the different systems that have been implemented to reprimand me over the years. <laughs> And that one, it was like, oh, if you don't have good behavior, you don't get to go to Hawk Rock. So I had 
good grades. And if you, the better your grades were, you got to go to Hawk Rock earlier. It was like one, it was like a big day. And if you, whatever the day's over at five o'clock and if you have like straight A's, you get to go at three. And if you have B's, you get to go at three 30 and or whatever, three fifteen. I don't know, whatever it is. And so then I would just not be able to go because I made a joke in class once and my A's didn't matter for anything. And then I had to go to detention with like the real bad kids who, uh, all had bad grades and, uh, Ended up getting into some rough stuff and uh, liked me because I was pretty funny. And that was that was it. That seems crazy to me. It seems crazy to me. You know, and even like little kids, right? You go into school and there's always like a system. There is like a cloud. There's like a cloud or there's a sun. Oh, man. Every kid in this kindergarten class, they've got a little little sun, like a little picture of a sun on the wall. And if they're bad, then, oh, now they get a little cloud that goes over the sun. Oh, man, you didn't behave. So now it's a, a cloudy sun. Oh, man, you really didn't behave. So now there's a, it's a rainy cloud over the sun. Oh, man, you really you you smacked the teacher across the face. Now there's a lightning rain cloud in front of the sun. It's crazy. I, I got a lot of those and then good grades and then just would get a rainy cloud. And I think that's OK. I think I, I blame the adults for that. I think that was I wasn't being challenged enough. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have a place to vent and vocalize my concerns. Was any was it just me or were all of us in the worst class a teacher's ever had? I think I think maybe it, like every year, elementary school, at least through middle school, until maybe they grew up or we grew up or whatever it was. I, I always had the teacher at some point during the year always sat down like on their desk or stood in front of the classroom and was just like, I don't know what to do <laughs> with you guys in all my years of teaching. <laughs> I have never had such a such an out of control class. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking? I'm I'm eight. How out of control could I possibly be? Whatever. I'm 13 years old. What what is what are what are we possibly doing that is so insane? I bet it's just a guilt trip thing. I think it's a I think all teachers are liars and you shouldn't believe a goddamn word they're saying. That's what I believe there. It's out there. Defund the teachers. That's not true. I don't believe that at all. I but I do think that they probably guilted us. They probably told some adult lies to children. That's the wrong term for it. White lies. They definitely were like, oh, wow, this is the worst. We must have been guilted into it. Right. Right. You got that, too. Let me know. I, I have no idea. I. Ugh, I definitely haven't taken enough advantage of being an adult. You know, I uh, don't know why I never had like. Yeah. OK, here's the thing. I'm thinking about just spending a lot of money on a holographic Charizard Pokemon card and for no other reason than to just have it and be like, yeah, look at you, little Tim, young Tim, like little Tim. Young Tim never had a Charizard, a holographic Charizard. I don't think I even had like a good Pokemon card, but it was like the coolest thing ever, you know, like after Beanie Babies, before Razor Scooters, it was like the holographic Charizard. And you had to like buy Pokemon cards in order to get it, which like I didn't have any money. I don't know where kids got money from. There were people just giving them packs of cards. I I have no idea. I don't know how any of this worked. Uh, It was uh, all probably a scam. I, I don't know. I couldn't. I never got a holographic Charizard and it's devastating to this day, to this day. I don't know what triggered this. Somebody brought it up. I saw Pokemon. I saw Charizard and I just had flashbacks to being the kid in school who didn't have any Pokemon cards. I had some, but I always had them way after things got 
like were popular, which is I think is reasonable. You know, my folks were very much like, OK, if it's not your birthday, if it's not your not Christmas, you're not getting anything. And it's like, OK, I, I respect that. But uh, when Pokemon cards are cool and my birthday's in May and Pokemon cool uh, cards are cool in July, it's like, great. What do we what do we do here? <laughs> what do we do for August? So like all like two semesters I have. Pokemon cards are cool and then I show up with Pokemon cards after Christmas and it's over now because because everyone got I don't know backpacks with wheels or ramps on them and I I don't know but anyway just why why don't we do that why don't we as adults more just be like fuck yeah little Tim would love that I'm gonna get a fucking holographic Charizard and just hang it up in the apartment I'm gonna hang it up right in my room I want to be the first thing when people come in well the first thing when people come into my apartment I want them to see damn that kid really did it Tim really did. He got it. He got a fucking Charizard card. <laughs> oh, man, I got to go. I don't know what else. What else did I miss on Vans? I feel like I never had a cool. Vans were real cool when I was a little kid, like big ass skate shoes. You know, I don't even think skateboarders wear them anymore, but it used to be like these big, heavy shoes and you wouldn't tie them. There were no laces were not showing. You kind of like tied them behind the the lip, the the tongue of the shoe, and then you wore low socks and you just had these big clunking shoes. And if you had to like run in gym or whatever, you ran right out of your shoes. It was awesome. I, I'm going to get some of those. I'm going to get a Charizard card and just some the biggest, heaviest, clunkiest Vans, Van shoes, sneakers I can possibly get and just live my fucking life, man. <laughs> just go all out. <sighs> The world's a mess. Who cares? Live, live it up. Live it up. Um, wow. Here's my political segment. The D <laughs> politics. Anybody want to talk politics? I don't want to talk politics, except that all, all politics are dumb. I know that last week was a DNC, the Democratic National Convention. And then this week's the Republican National Convention. Who the fuck is watching these? I watched like a snippet of the Democratic National Convention, which is way too long to say the DNC. I watched a snippet of the DNC and they're all just like, well, Joe Biden is the answer. Joe Biden is the answer. There's only one thing that can fix this country. It's Joe Biden. It's like, who the who were you trying to convince here? If you're the kind of person who would watch the Democratic National Convention, you're the kind of person who's voting for Joe Biden. Is there anyone like undecided out there who's like, oh, I better tune in to uh, five nights in a row of people talking about. I don't know, one of the two options that I even have to vote for for president. There's no new information. It's just they're bad. We're good here. Vote for us. And then this week for the Republicans, it's going to be the same thing. Everyone else sucks. We're awesome. We're the only thing that can fix this. Go get them. Who nobody undecided or on the fence is watching them. It's just a circle jerk for all the people to watch. I don't know, for, for people to entertain other people who already agree with them. It's a joke. Evil Longoria was hosting. What the who gives what? She was a desperate housewife. And then what? Then why? <laughs> I feel like the your career. I hope I never get asked to host a national convention of any kind because it would mean that my career is over and I'm no longer. Can we get anyone more relevant than Eva Longoria out there? I don't care about Eva Longoria's political beliefs. I'm sorry. And she is she on TV now? Is she in a movie now? I don't know. We can't get someone more. We can't get young Sheldon on there. We, we can't get someone from from the Big Bang Theory on there. 
what's even what's even a TV show now? We can't get someone from we can't get get uh, one of the new SNL cast members to host the Democratic. We can't get Kate McKinnon up there hosting the Democratic. She could dress like Hillary like she did on SNL for the most embarrassing moment of SNL history. Oh, my God. SNL fucking sucks so bad. They have an episode where it's like, oh, yeah, Trump and Hillary are dancing in the street. They have Trump host the thing. And then they're like, oh, yeah, Trump and Hillary were dancing around. No matter who wins, everybody love everybody. And then the minute Trump wins, they open the show with (laughs) Kate McKinnon dressed like Hillary Clinton, crying at a piano, singing hallelujah. Like, you assholes did this. This is this is your fault. You fuckers. You can't just turn around and be like, you can't say love everybody one minute. And then when you don't get your way, be like, oh, we're going to get through this. Like, fuck you guys. Fuck them. Get them up there. Get Kate McKinnon dressed as Hillary Clinton. Get like, I don't know, Tina Fey. Have her run it back as, uh, what's your face? Who was that person? The crazy one from Alaska. Yeah, just have her do that impression. And then, uh, yeah, have have somebody fun or relevant host these things. I think we also put too much stock in like what celebrities care. Like, I don't care what any celebrity has to say about politics. It's not it's not interesting to me. I don't know why people are, are holding celebrities to a higher standard than than our like actual governor. <laughs> government you know like shouldn't we be asking them about this stuff do we really need taylor swift to weigh in on like who's who should be president (laughs) like who cares why does taylor swift have an obligation to talk about anything political that's like not if you're going to taylor swift for your politics like god bless you but uh you're wrong (laughs) man i will say uh, i think billy eilish was at the democratic national convention so that's cool so now we have uh a bunch of like uh old people and a young artist that none of them understand <laughs> oh my god can you even imagine like nancy pelosi being like fuck yeah it's billy eilish <laughs> does billy eilish even know who these people are she's like 16 years old right like she's not a not a political person. I will say as just uh, not to be political, but like Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris is like so refreshing in a wonderful way of like, oh, yeah, I've really just been watching old, horrible people yell for like such a long time. And now there's somebody who can like, like come in and just speak. <laughs> Not even like, even like I was a Bernie guide. It's like everything is a yell and I'm like talking like this and blah, blah, blah. And the hands are waving and it's like, <laughs> and Kamala can just come in and be like, yeah, so this is what we're doing. And I think this is nice. And it's like, wow, this is wonderful. You're remembering what you're saying. You, It doesn't feel like you're just lying to my face. You can get through a whole sentence without like stammering at me. Like this is just, it's just nice to talk to have somebody under 60 years old explain, explain what's going on to me. It's just, it's just nice. It's just refreshing. That's all I'm going to say. Bad movies. So I talked about movies. It's been like kind of a recurring segment now. It's bad movies, superhero movies. I got some uh, texts, some tweets, some messages this week about two, uh, I guess, major omissions from my uh, movie hate, my movie bashing. One, uh, of course, is Suicide Squad, (laughs) which people have been like, Tim, you said you were going to tear Suicide Squad apart. And uh, yeah, it's bad. It's a bad movie. It could have been better. I don't know if you're familiar with the Suicide Squad in the comic books, but they are uh, basically a bunch of C-list supervillains 
that uh, really had nothing else going on. So they created the Suicide Squad, which is the government arrested these people. They put bombs on their heads and they said, you guys are going to commit uh, our COVID, uh, co- not COVID, covert uh, government operations like military ops. And uh, since you're all supervillains, we'll just deny accountability if you get caught. So that's like the whole premise is like they're like secret agent spies are trying to overturn governments or whatever. And they're like on on like real grounded missions. And then uh, the movie is them uh, fighting a witch. So I don't know what uh, <laughs> when people are like, why was this movie bad? It's like, well, this is a pretty reasonable uh <laughs> It's pretty obvious why this movie was bad. Uh, you got a bunch of uh, you got a girl with a baseball bat and a guy who's good at shooting guns to fight a witch. And that is not uh, entertaining, really, in any way. Uh, it's definitely not going to sustain a good story. Also, like the whole point is that like, oh, these guys, if anything bad happens to them, we can deny that the government was involved. And they're uh, working with like the U.S. military the whole time, right? Don't they go? They go in with a bunch of Navy SEALs and they're just hanging out with Navy SEALs. And then there's a girl with short skirt and a baseball bat and just it's weird. It's it's just bad. So doesn't make any sense. The other one uh, movie that is also very bad in a superhero movie is The Joker. And I feel like I'm going to get flack for that. And I have gotten flack for that. But if you think The Joker is a good movie, you are dumb. And there's nothing else around that. It's a bad movie. There's nothing interesting that happens. There's no plot. There's no like message behind it. And I've had people tell me, oh, but it's like it's like a reflection of what like depression's like or what it's a it's an in-depth view of mental illness. And it's like, yeah, but then what? So what is the movie about with mental illness? Just that everything's crazy and that uh, I mean, bad people just go around. People just beat the shit out of Joker randomly unprovoked for no reason, at least three times in this movie. Uh, And there's no reason for everybody to be treating him that badly. There's no depth to this. And uh, the best critique I saw was that, uh, you know, Walking Phoenix is doing all of the acting like discovery work that he should have done before they even filmed the movie. And I think that's pretty accurate. We're watching him just like get in a fridge like, what the fuck? This is good acting. It's what are you talking about? That's the kind of shit that you hear on set with like the mailing like dead dogs to each other or whatever. Like everyone who does the Joker now has to be like a real weird creep like to their castmates and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) let's get on topic this week's topic is technology wow 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 let's say on movies uh technology uh has gotten so crazy cgi specifically wow like the avengers i mean okay i keep talking about superhero movies it's on the brain i'll tell you you what next week no superheroes no movies next week how about that that's my promise i'll probably break it if i don't understand how the avengers doesn't just win how the big Marvel movie doesn't just win for like uh, special effects at the Oscars every single year. They gave it to what was it this year? It was that it was like a war movie and it's just like, oh, the set up to look like a continuous shot. And it's like, who the fuck cares? Uh, they fought uh, Josh Brolin, you know, as like a giant or purple CGI monster. Like, really, this doesn't get any credit. Like, we can't. We can't say that. Have you seen CGI? I mean, superhero movies go hard on the CGI. Avatar, I mean, big on the CGI. But you remember like Blade, like the the first Blade movie. I mean, there's some weird CGI in that. And then like Blade 2, they have like a whole fight scene that's like just CGI stick figures. I think The Matrix 2 did this too. There was just a there was like a there was like a two year span where they would always insert a fight scene into a movie. And instead of like it being the real person, like doing the effect, they would do an entirely CGI like animated actor like move like a like a stick figure like moving or like running up the walls Catwoman did that shit you remember that Halle Berry 
like disaster of a movie. Excuse me, where she's like, there's just a random scene where this like terrible CGI person is running up the walls and like scaring some bad guys and whatever it is. It's it's crazy. It's so bad. And now it's like incredible and you can't even tell the difference. And I'm sure Avatar is going to blow all of our minds. Just just freak everybody out. And and movies every time the technology for movies now is getting so crazy. It's so crazy. Even the television, like the entertainment industry amidst COVID. We're all hanging out. Everybody's working from home. Like you have to film on a set. Like the filming process, I don't think has changed that much. But the editing process, you can be on the other side of the world right now and completely work and, and edit stuff. You know, they, they do now they do like overnights or dailies or whatever, where they shoot the, the stuff they film during the day. And then overnight, people like, in the you know, will stay up overnight looking at the footage, cleaning up the footage, organizing it. So the next day it's like ready in case the director wants to look at it, blah, blah, blah. I mean, now they can send it to the other side of the planet when somebody's like actually awake, like in China and just like have them work on it during normal work hours and send it back. And it would be like a reasonable feat. I mean, it's crazy. Like, other than filming, we're, we're going to have, like, a huge backlog of movies, by the way, with all this COVID stuff. Like, I think a lot of people have started filming again. But that, like, six-month gap of, like, nobody filming anything is going to is gonna rear its ugly head. <laughs> There's going to be a six-month gap, like, a year from now where just, like, no movies come out. Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck happened? It's because we weren't filming anything. Sports uh, basketball. I mean, that's the first thing I thought about with technology is, like, what they're doing in, like, the sport in the bubble for the NBA is I don't know if you've ever watched these NBA games, but they have these like big, they're incredible. By the way, the Plumbia playoffs have been fantastic. If we come up with a cure for COVID tomorrow, we should not tell the NBA until the season's over because they have been on fire in the bubble. Orlando is, is hotter than usual from all the extreme heat of, of good play. Right. That sounds good. And, uh, the zoom, screens they have i guess they're selling tickets i don't know i gotta get on one of these things but they just have these big screens around the court and they have you can see people's faces and it's like a shot of their chair and they just see and people are like sitting in on it like steph curry was on one the other night where he's just like watching the game and it's just there's there's a screen and it's filled with everybody's faces and it's incredible if you haven't seen it check it out and so then the screen like goes back and forth between that and then they're simulating like crowd noise and so they're like pumping like noise into the arena um, I don't think it's like a ton of stuff, but they definitely have like cheers and things and they're playing music. And when the like um, and when like your team is like on defense or whatever, there was watching like the OKC t- game today. Then like the OKC mascot, there's like a bunch of them on the screen and they're waving their arms, like trying to distract the other team. I mean, it's great. It feels it feels as natural as like any of these sports have felt, you know, and uh, whatever I want to talk about. Next week, we'll talk about sports. Next week's topic is sports. We're going deep. <laughs> We're going hard and deep on sports next week. Uh, uh, email the show. Call the show. Send in your takes about sports. General sports. Sports questions. You don't have to know anything about sports. Ask something dumb. That's what we're doing. Next week, sports. Send in your questions. I'm not giving you my name. That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going on about technology. That's just the way the government tracks you, man. It's a, it's in the names, Android, a robot trying to steal your thoughts. I spy iPhone. Yeah, what? they're just trying to get you. That technology terrible, man. I listen to your mm-hmm. your stuff via the library, and I'm calling <laughs> you via payphone so they can't track me. I got you. Got to live off the grid. Don't use this technology thing, man. It's a terrible. To 
Oh, man, thank you very much for calling. I know it's a pain to get that much change together to make a call. I don't even know where a payphone would be, honestly. I have no idea where a payphone would be. But you're right. I'm, like, scared about a lot of this <laughs> technology stuff. It's freaky, man. I don't know where a payphone is. I don't know anybody's phone number. If I lost my cell phone, I would be done. I wouldn't be able to do anything. I would call 911, I guess. I guess that's the only number I know. I've heard that. That's a big thing, apparently, is like when people come to this country, I guess there's a lot of like immigrants that come in or tourists or whoever, and then they just call 911 for random things because it's the only phone number they know about. Is that real? I could have just made that up. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Technology, it's I'm sure the government's listening to everything. Not that I don't know if they are. I don't think any of us are really that interesting. But to act like, you know, someone can't just hack your phone and your Google Home and your Alexa or your your webcam or whatever it is, whenever they want is a little crazy. Come on. They, they do it in movies. They've got to be able to do it in real life. The only like thing I have, like the only like reprieve Maybe actually, I don't know if this is good or not, but I did read an article about uh, how the FBI is having trouble <laughs> recruiting hackers and like people to work on their computer systems and like build up defenses against hackers because of their uh, drug policies, specifically uh, weed. They just don't. <laughs> You're not allowed to smoke pot and be in the FBI, but all of the hackers apparently love smoking pot and they make enough money as is. So that you, the FBI is like, hey, could you take a pay cut and stop smoking weed and then work for us? Uh, and all these hackers are like, nah, man, I'm good. And then they get back to hotboxing their computer lab in whatever place they're at smartphones i have a phone it's a little intimidating i am addicted to it i've realized i'm addicted to it i was talking to some uh friends about it and actually i spoke with my good buddy uh mike breen about it um last week and uh that that uh that audio might be released this thursday so keep an eye out for that my little conversation with mike breen where we talk about some of this stuff yeah my smartphone uh i'm addicted i was like i'm after my convo with mike breen not to spoil anything but i i was like i'm going to delete the facebook app from my phone because i caught myself just checking it constantly 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 i'm like working at stuff i'm like at my computer and then just like if there's like a lull for a second in my work i pick up my phone and i swip and i go to the facebook app and uh i deleted it from my phone and then i just found myself no joke like as soon as i deleted it i picked it up and i swiped and i even like had it buried before i deleted it i put it on like page three or four and just like in the middle like in the middle of a random thing just like full of apps my phone is like a mess with apps and i just instinctively swiped i it was already deleted and i just picked it up absentmindedly swiped like three times and put my thumb right on like pinterest i guess i think it was pinterest is the app that replaced it in that slot and uh, I was like, whoa, this is a this is a problem. And I did it multiple times. It's not like I learned, oh, Facebook isn't there. I picked up my phone and I swiped and I almost opened a good thing. I'm not interested in Pinterest. But I, and I opened up the Pinterest app like five times just because I was like, oh, that's where I'm used to Facebook being. It's crazy. It's wild how addicted I was to this. I didn't realize it until then. And then I was reading. Oh, man, today the Facebook app has been deleted for like a day or two. And. I was reading the story on uh, the New York New Yorker, maybe. What was it from? The New Yorker or the New York Post? 
which doesn't seem like a real newspaper to me. I got to tell you, I don't know if it's like, is it a real is it a real paper? It's not the New York Times, but the New York Post sounds to me like it's going to be a tabloid. It sounds like it's fake. Like, I don't know if I'd read it, believe anything I read in the New York Post. Just saying that before I tell you about this article that I believe uh, from the New York Post. It was it was an article written by this guy, like an opinion piece about how New York City is dying. And he talked about how there's this Facebook group. Uh, that was started by people. It's just just New Yorkers for other New Yorkers to meet up and talk about where they're going to go. I forget what the name of it was. Something something kind of lame, but it's like new greener pastures or something like that. <laughs> what was it called? I've got the article right here. Into the unknown. Into the unknown. Isn't that like the Frozen song? So they 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 formed a Facebook group. They titled it after the worst song from Frozen and Frozen 2 and uh, it's just all about New Yorkers who are looking to move somewhere else and where else are they going to go? And we can talk about it and figure all this stuff out. And I was like, wow, I'm curious about this. You know, if New York's dying, maybe I should leave. And then I click on this like thing and I'm like hoping it'll just take me to a web browser. And I don't know what I clicked on it. And I was like, huh, this is kind of interesting. And then it said, do you want to open in the Facebook app? And I was like, I don't have the Facebook app. And I clicked it and it opened and it opened the Facebook app. And I looked at my phone and it had somehow re-downloaded the Facebook app just from like looking at it. I mean, this is great. I mean, this just happened today. I was like losing my mind about this. Somehow it just re-downloaded the Facebook app onto my phone. That hasn't happened with any other app ever. This is it's crazy. It's crazy. And of course, that's going to happen. You know, like, you know, the number of times I've like talked about something and then an ad pops up for it on Instagram later. Please. I had a text exchange about how, <laughs> I don't know, stupid computers that like are like 50 bucks that you can just type in and don't actually access the Internet. So you can like completely cut yourself off from technology and still do your like writing work. And then, of course, I start getting ads from that. I texted about it. So I start getting those ads. It's crazy, man. Technology. <laughs> This this week's topic, technology is a double-edged sword, man. We get all the perks and some of the consequences. There's definitely consequences, but who knows? Anyway, we're going to wrap this episode up with Tim Keck's top five. Yeah, everyone's favorite part. And this week on Tim Keck's top five, uh, this is Tim Keck's top five technologies. So pretty open-ended, but these are my favorite, uh, my top five technologies. Number five. Uh, it's got to be sliced bread. <laughs> sliced bread. Everyone always says like, wow, this technology is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Boy, the laptop is the greatest thing since sliced bread. At some point, sliced bread, you know, was created. And, you know, it's the th- it's the standard bearer of technology. It's what we compare all other technology to. You know, it's not the wheel. It's not fire. It's not, you know, the Model T. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I I really been thinking about a lot about like what I would do if my bread came not sliced. Have you ever just tried to cut like a soft loaf of white bread? You're not going to get those smooth cuts with just your regular dull kitchen knife. You're going to be like cutting and like doing more of like, you know, when you cut something and the knife's not sharp and you just kind of do more like squashing of the bread than like cutting through it. You're going to get, you're going to make a PB and J and it's going to be all lopsided. It's going to be like all crooked and, and you're going to be sending your, your kid's going to be at school or at his like socially distanced, you know, webcam school. And he's going to be eating lunch 
on Zoom with his his friends trying to socialize just a little bit. You know, his one moment of like human interaction that isn't his immediate family. That's essential for like building up like your your social understanding and your social awareness and learning how to interact with other human beings. Essential pivotal moment in a kid's childhood and life and like emotional and mental development and the kids are just gonna start blasting him for how crooked his peanut butter and jelly sandwich looks look at you you dumb freak what is your mom missing both her arms did she make that with her face or in her feet did your dad not not doesn't know how to shop is your dad a dumb a dumb dumb man does he not know what's going on look at you with your weird crooked pb and j look at how much thicker one, it's like you have three slices of bread on that thing and two of them are on the bottom. This doesn't make any sense. Your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And now your kid's crying because the, the peanut butter and jelly sandwich is crooked. So like there's there's a lot. I mean, without sliced bread, we would be in a we'd be in a gosh darn pickle. <laughs> what else to tell you about <laughs> Sliced bread is essential. You know what? I'm, I, I don't even know if you can get it. When was the last time anybody got like just a piece of bread and just ripped a chunk off? That sounds kind of cathartic. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure it's a mess. You can't send someone to school with a PB&J made with two chunks of bread. You know, that's for like if you're a prisoner in medieval times and they send you some water, some dirty, dirty water and a, and a chunk of moldy bread to like get get through your days. But yeah, sliced bread, number five on the list. Number four, solar panels. We should be doing that <laughs> a lot. Why don't we aren't there solar panels all over the place? Right. I get that it's not, you know, New York's a dismal city and then the smog is blocked out the sun. That's just why nothing grows here and only dies here. But solar panels, I feel like we could just be doing everything. There's plenty of places south of the Mason Dixon that just gets sun all the time year round. Texas, everything should be solar panels. You should be tripping over solar panels in Texas. And then we just have no fossil fuels and no lightning or whatever electricity normally comes from. I don't know. We could. Yeah, we could just have windmills and solar panels and lightning catchers and that would be it. And then you wouldn't need to dig up old dead dinosaurs or like Star Wars in the Middle East for oil. You could just have solar panels and everything. I don't know. I like the idea of being as self-sustaining as possible, eventually like having a house and like with a garden and maybe some chickens and or maybe like some farm animals or something if I want to get really crazy. And part of that is like, you know, solar panels. I definitely want to be like self-sustaining and and all that. There's no solar panels that you can just lay out when you're in the park and charge your cell phone. I don't know why we're not charging other stuff like cars, which brings me to number three, Tesla. Uh, that's my number top five technologies. I, Tesla, I guess it could be broader than that, like all electric cars, but specifically the Tesla. The Tesla sounds crazy. I, I, it's like a self-driving car. It doesn't need it doesn't need oil or anything. You just plug it into your wall for a while and then you can drive wherever you want. I don't know, unless you're driving across the country. I, I don't know why you everyone just wouldn't want a Tesla. Can you imagine how cool is the Tesla? I would love a self-driving car. Like I like I like driving. I actually enjoy the act of driving when I'm used to it. But there's got to be something cool about just getting into a car. Then it'd be like the subway. You get in a car. You got your own space. You read a little book. You kind of like look up every once in a while to make sure the Tesla is doing the right thing. Parallel parking now. You're no longer going to have to wait on a two lane street you know, a two way street or whatever for somebody to like back out or back into a, a spot like parallel parking. That, that's already done. There's robots in the Tesla who will take care of your parallel parking for you. It's going to speed up commutes. It's going to get rid of road rage. It's going to turn our way of life around. 
Uh, and every time I get in a regular car, we're we're getting closer to everybody doing the Tesla. Like every time I don't I don't drive that often, but I occasionally rent cars and stuff. And every time I get in a car, the technology is different. There's like the Apple thing is now a thing. And then you just where you just sync up your phone. And I don't know all this. Other, it just seems like every time you get in a car, it's like more advanced. There's like different features. There's there's all kinds of stuff. USB ports now are just like standard in cars. There's just a lot going on. Car technology is going out of control. And I want a Tesla. Somebody get me a Tesla. Number two, Tim Keck's top five technologies. Um, Under Armour. <laughs> I think it's red. I think I don't know. I think I, it's a it's a good technology that. Uh, has not reached its pinnacle yet. I'm just going to say it. But I love an Under Armour shirt. I love a poly silk. What is it? I don't know what it is called, but it's the most comfortable material ever. And I wish it was better in other areas so that I could wear it all the time. I wish it was socially acceptable to just be wearing Under Armour shirts constantly. They're so comfy. If I go for a walk outside, I want to be rocking that Under Armour, whatever, whatever that thing is. I don't know what it's called, but it's like not cotton. It's just like super thin and nice and and delicious. And it's definitely technology, right? I've been rocking a lot of linen. You guys know that. I love the linen, but linen is like old world. It's like it comes from the earth. And all and, and Under Armour is like this weird space tech that they like peeled off of an alien spaceship that makes it like just pivot in midair and like makes it less resistant to like the atmosphere or something. I don't know. Under Armour, it feels incredible. You feel like a rock star wearing it. You feel good. It's incredible. Now, there are cons to Under Armour. Of course, it smells bad if you wear it for a while. It just gets stinky. You sweat in Under Armour, game over. If you sweat in the Under Armour, you're going to stink and everyone's going to see your nips in general. Just if I go out, I'm just like admitting everyone's getting a little nip show from Tim. Everyone's going to see the nips. And if I sweat a little, I'm going to smell bad. That's the price you pay. Also, I did uh, just remember it from on the car thing with cars getting more and more advanced. I, I saw this dude the other day while I was walking around in my Under Armour shirt where riding like a trike, like a motorcycle tricycle, but it had two wheels in the front and one in the back. And he was like swerving around cars and shit like he was on a real motorcycle. And it's like, dude, grow the fuck up. You're on a motorcycle with training wheels, you loser. What are you doing? I don't know. You're just like afraid you're gonna fall over on your bike on your bike i've never seen anyone just like on a motorcycle like stopped at a red light and just like fall over but maybe that happened to this guy one too many times and he's like oh i can't trust myself with two wheels i need three then just go right to four you loser odd numbered wheels are lame nobody likes it nobody likes it if someone was driving a car and it had three wheels in the back you'd still be like what the fuck is this this doesn't make any sense are you worried your car's gonna roll (laughs) when would it roll are you taking turns that fast you lunatic Three wheels on a motorcycle. You're not you're just an embarrassment. And he's swerving between he's like driving like down the what is it? But in the middle, just on the line. And it's like, yo, if anybody comes, they're going to they're going to clip you because you're basically the size of a car. You're in a convertible, but you wanted to straddle something. That's what this three wheel thing is. It's lame. That guy's the worst. But that brings us to something that is very not lame, something that is very cool that I am a big fan of. Number one in Tim Keck's top five technologies, escalators. Slash moving sidewalks. I love them. I love an escalator. Not as much as I love a moving sidewalk. They're both incredible. Somebody looked at walking and said, we can do that better. And they put a little thing on the ground and you can, it's like stairs. You can just, you can climb the stairs if you want for an escalator. Or you can just, you know, like slide to the right and just like enjoy the trip up. 
Even if you're in a hurry and you want to climb the stairs, wow, there are stairs are moving. So you're going to go super fast. It's like you're superhuman for a little while. It's like you're a superhero and you get to climb the escalator and it's delicious and incredible moving sidewalks. I don't remember. The, I don't know if you've been to the, a moving sidewalk in a while. They should be everywhere. The only ones I know of consistently are in the Orlando airport, and I take them every single time. They're so fun. They're always in airports and nowhere else. Why aren't there moving sidewalks everywhere? You get to move extra fast. It helps you cover great distances in a hurry. The world should be covered in moving sidewalks. And there's so many people who are like walking and like, uh, you know, if I'm going out with my folks or my folks are picking me up from the airport, I'm like, I'm about to get on this moving sidewalk. And they just walk next to it. Like what? Live a little mom and dad live a little all these other people i see just walking next to the escalator you could be walking in luxury and you're insisting on keeping yourself you know unhappy and miserable seize the day get on that escalator get on that moving sidewalk and that's why it's number one in tim keck's top five technologies number five sliced bread number four solar panels number three tesla number two under armor technology and number one escalators slash moving sidewalks guys that's our show for this week. Thank you very much for uh, listening. Next week's episode, we're talking about sports. Email the show, call the show, let me know. And the king stays king. Bye.